In the 43rd of episode 2, we bring you the founder and CEO of Beyond Impala Avenue. Susan Nava joins us for this episode of Meet the CEO series and walks us through building a business advisory firm over the last 15 years and being able to watch the sector take off in Uganda. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse in everything business. In Africa, I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Who is Susan Nava? My name is Nava. I am the CEO of Beyond Impala Avenue. Beyond Impala is a business advisory firm based in Uganda, East Africa. I started my professional career in a completely different field. I was a TV presenter hosting shows on a number of stations uh, around East Africa. This is many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. I left television to work in advertising where I worked as head of business for a DDB affiliated agency in Uganda. I was later general manager of the same agency. After a while in advertising, I joined the world of corporate comms as the communications manager at SGS Uganda. This meant managing all communications between our company and the government of Uganda. I was later promoted from that role to sales and operations manager within the same company. I worked for the agriculture, food and life sciences department. Uh, My job meant reducing risk and improving productivity for clients. And this was mainly exporters based in Uganda. My current role at Beyond Impala is definitely born out of passions picked up along the way throughout this professional journey of mine. Talk to us about Beyond Impala Avenue. Beyond Impala was founded in 2007. It was a small team of two that's grown to a bigger team now. And uh, our goal has always been to help businesses grow and succeed in this competitive market of ours. We provide support and guidance to mostly local entrepreneurs, and we offer a wide range of services, business planning, financial analysis, market research, you name it. We manage to work with a diverse range of clients from small startups to established businesses, and this is across various industries. We have clients in microfinance, agriculture, manufacturing, retail, you name it. What was your motivation behind setting it up? The motivation behind setting up Beyond Impala, huh? well, mainly to help address the challenges that local entrepreneurs and businesses face in this market. As an experienced business owner myself, I have become experienced from observing firsthand the difficulties that many of us encounter. Lack of access to capital, limited resources, uh, limited pool of talent to recruit from. Is, it's, it's a very com- complex business landscape. We also recognize the tremendous potential that exists in Uganda's economy. And there's a role that small and medium businesses can play in driving growth and development. Uh, the idea was providing tailored business advisory services and support would help entrepreneurs and businesses overcome challenges and achieve their full potential. So ultimately, our motivation was to make a meaningful, small but meaningful contribution to the development of our economy. Has the business advisory sector in Uganda come of age? Yes, the business advisory sector in Uganda has come of age in recent years. It really has. Uh, When we first founded Beyond Impala, there were only a few players in the sector. I mean, the concept of seeking professional business advice was relatively new. I mean, at least to local entrepreneurs. In, in the years since, the sector has grown, it's matured significantly. There are numerous firms operating in Uganda. Uh, the sector has become more competitive and the quality of services on offer has also improved. The growth of this sector in Uganda reflects the increasing recognition of the value of our advice and support. So I see it as a plus, if anything. As the economy has developed, uh, businesses have faced increasingly complex challenges and there's been a growing demand for expertise. 
So overall, the sector has come a long way and, you know, we're proud to have been part of this journey. Uganda is one of the most entrepreneurial countries in the world, and yet it also has the highest business failure rates. How much of an impact can the right advisory do for the SME sector that contributes a sizable portion of Uganda's GDP? I would say the right advisory can have a significant impact on the SME sector in Uganda, which contributes a sizable portion of our GDP. As you rightly pointed out, Uganda is one of the most entrepreneurial countries in the world, with many individuals starting their own businesses and contributing to the economy. However, we also have some of the highest business failure rates. This indicates that many entrepreneurs and businesses struggle to survive and grow here. And this is where business advisory services play a critical role. The right firm can provide you with the guidance and support you need to overcome the challenges you face and build a sustainable, successful business. This includes services such as business planning, financial market management, marketing and branding, and you know all the things we offer. We see a difference between the businesses in the same sectors who don't have an objective opinion to guide them. And by working with a trusted business advisor, any SME can gain access to knowledge and expertise that we often have lessons we've learned, or we often have learned from dealing with a multitude of clients in the same sector. Um, the impact of the right advisory in the SME sector in Uganda cannot be overstated. By supporting SMEs to build sustainable businesses, we can help create jobs, drive economic growth, and improve the livelihoods of individuals across the country. You amalgamate so many professionals, lawyers, accountants, tax people, banding, under the business advisory blanket. Why is this? And how do you coordinate the different bits to all make business advisory sense? This is such a good question. I'm, I'm glad you asked. We have several professionals under the same umbrella for a number of reasons. But firstly, having a diverse team of professionals makes you as a business better equipped to provide mm -hmm. comprehensive and holistic advice. Our services often require expertise in different areas. So you need to have a team of professionals with diverse backgrounds and skill sets to enable you to provide a more comprehensive service. How we do this, how we coordinate the different bits and ensure that they all make sense? Well, we have a project management process in place. It involves clear communication, collaboration between all professionals. Um, this includes regular team meetings, status updates, a clear assignment of roles and responsibilities, and a focus on our clients' overall business objectives. We also have a quality control process in place. This is to ensure that all the advice provided is of the highest standards and meets our clients' needs. Is the gender card still a hindrance in the business advisory sector? Yes, unfortunately, the gender card can still be a hindrance in our sector. Uh, this is in Uganda, but also in many other parts of the world. I mean, despite significant progress in recent years, women still face significant barriers, limited access to finance, networks, skills development opportunities. I mean, there's also sometimes cultural and societal expectations that limit how much a woman can have of any involvement in a business activity. I don't think this is unique to business advisory, but just being a woman in business in general. Um, however, I've also seen the tremendous potential that exists when women are given the opportunity to thrive in the business world. So I truly believe by supporting and empowering women, we create a more inclusive and equitable economy that benefits everyone. What challenges have you encountered? Of course, I've faced challenges. We've encountered a number of challenges and nothing stands out. But in the beginning, there was limited awareness in this market, uh, limited awareness of the value of seeking professional business advice. 
And that was challenging. It becomes challenging to attract clients and build a sustainable business. But when the more established businesses started uh, seeking us out and, and gaining value from having us on board, it, that quickly led to a ripple effect of word of mouth referrals, recommendations. And that has definitely been something that has helped us grow. What changes would you like to see in your industry? Yeah, there's changes I'd like to see in our sector. Um, mostly greater diversity. I'd love to see greater diversity, including more women and underrepresented groups. I'd love to see more collaboration and networking um, by working together as different firms. I think that we'd share knowledge and expertise and create a more robust ecosystem to support the growth and development of businesses across the country. Growth expansion plan in Africa? You know, beyond Impala, um, when we're brainstorming, we're thinking of a name that would say we want to do business in markets outside of Kampala. So it's interesting how, in spite of our name being beyond this market and wanting to work with businesses in other markets, we've ended up working with a lot of businesses from other markets and helping them thrive in Uganda. Uh, but we're definitely open to exploring opportunities to expand our business to other countries and regions in the future. So an African expansion. And yes, definitely. Where do you see Nava in the next five years? Where do I see myself in five years? <laughs> it's an interesting question. Definitely continuing to play an active role in supporting businesses. I hope to have grown the business and expanded our services to reach more clients across the country and beyond. Uh, we'd like to be a recognized leader in the industry. We'd like to be known for delivering high quality services and support. Um, I'd love it if we could expand the team and invest in new technology. Um, in addition to growing the business, I'm also committed to giving back to my community and to supporting other women, other women in business, other entrepreneurs. So ultimately, I see myself continuing to pursue my passion for business, using my skills and experience to make a positive impact on the lives of others and uh, to make a contribution to the growth and development of Uganda. That was Susan Nava, the founder and CEO of Beyond Impala Avenue. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Cocoa eased to 2,700 US dollar level, down from an over two year high of 2,830 US dollars touched on March 1st, as strength in the dollar weighed on prices. At the same time, concerns over tight supplies and prospects of a second successive global deficit this season will likely continue to provide support. Reports have shown that some Ivory Coast cocoa exporters are close to defaulting on their contracts due to a lack of cocoa beans. According to the latest data, farmers in top producer Ivory Coast sent a Cumulative 1.72 metric tons of sent a cumulative 1.72 million metric tons of cocoa to the country's ports for the 2022-2023 marketing year from October 1st through March 5th, down 1.7% year-on-year. Earlier this month, the International Cocoa Organization ICCO forecast global 2022-2023 cocoa stockpiles to fall by 3.5% from a year earlier to 1.63 million metric tons due to weather variations, especially in West Africa. On the other hand, global cocoa production is seen climbing 4.1% to 5.017 million metric tons and global cocoa grindings should decline by 0.6% to 5.0 million metric tons. 
And a quick trip around Africa, the annual urban inflation rate in Egypt further accelerated to 31.9% in February of 2023 from 25.8% in the previous month and well above market expectations of 26.9%. It's the sharpest inflation rate since August 2017 and staying above the upper limit of the central bank's 5-9% target range for one year, largely due to a weaker pound. Main upward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, by far the most relevant in the CPI basket. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose 6.5% in February, the most since October 1989, from 4.7% in the previous month. Thank you for always waking up with us from over 700 cities and 112 countries. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With a Dawn.